Hello, and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church. This is a podcast going from Monday through Friday, a daily devotion on our daily walk with Christ, hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. And the Daily Grime has items of use you can get at Logos.com, and that's the Logos Bible software, as well as a text that we use, 365 Days of Spurgeon. April 14th, David's Dying Song. First verse we're going to be looking at today is uh, 2 Samuel 23. Chapter 23 and verse number 5. Just take a second to uh, to get there. Although my house be not so with God, yet he hath made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things, and sure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he make it not to grow. And then our second verse is Colossians chapter number 3 and verses 1 through 4 and while you're turning there um, you will be hearing some noise in the background my mother and my brother are making face masks and the sewing machines can be rather loud at times if you're there chapter number 3 and verses 1 through 4 if ye then be risen with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. All right. The title of today's message was uh, David's Dying Song. It's an excerpt of a sermon that was delivered on April 13th, 1855 by Spurgeon himself at the Exeter Hall. And Spurgeon begins with saying that, If God were to put a salvation in my hands, I should be lost in ten minutes. But my salvation is not there. It is in Christ's hands. You you have read of the celebrated dreams of John Newton, which I will tell you to be the best of my recollection. He thought... Excuse me, he thought he was out, of, was out at sea on board a vessel when some bright angel flew down and presented him with a ring, saying, As long as you wear this ring, you shall be happy, and your soul shall be safe. He put the ring on his finger, and he felt happy to have it in his own possession. Then there came a spirit from the vast deep and said to him, The ring is nothing but folly. And by deceit and flattery, the spirit at last persuaded him to slip the ring from off his finger, and he dropped it in the sea. Then there came fierce things from the deep. The mountains bellowed and hurled upward their volcanic lava. All the earth was on fire, and his soul in the greatest trouble. By and by, a spirit came, and diving below brought up the ring and showed it to him, said, Now thou art safe, for I have saved the ring. Now now might John Newton have said, 
Let me put it on my finger again. No, no, you cannot take care of take care of it yourself. And he and and then he felt secure, and since he dealt, since he since he deceit of hell could get from get it from him again. Let me say that whole thing over again. I'm, let me put let me put it on my finger again. No, no, you cannot take care of yourself. And up the angel flew, carrying the ring away from away with him, so that then he felt secure, since no deceit of hell could get it from him again. For it was up in heaven. My life is hid with Christ in God. So as Spurgeon says, he says that my life is hid with Christ in God. So what we're going to look at today from the messages that Andy said earlier talking about uh, 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse number 5 and uh, Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 4, we want to take a moment and to understand that as Spurgeon puts in there that if, if, if Spurgeon put salvation in his own hands, he wouldn't be able to do it. He wouldn't be able to take that responsibility at all. And he puts to the point that he's glad that salvation is placed in uh, Jesus Christ and not in his own hands because Christ can carry that, carry that salvation for eternity. But also, if we look into uh, Job chapter 1, verse number 12, we're going to see in here that it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself, but not forth thy hand. So Satan, continue on, it says, So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. You see that further on in, uh, in uh, Job chapter 2, which we'll look at momentarily, that Satan had to go forth in front of the Lord and ask for permission from God to do anything to Job, God's faithful servant. It mentions that it was, that Satan was in the presence with the Lord and that he left from, left from the presence of the Lord. So there had to be a moment where Satan had to ask for that permission specifically. And in fact, if you go down to chapter number 2, we get the answer in verse number 6. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. You see, the Lord gave that permission to Satan that Satan could put him through that trial and that tribulation and that struggling, challenging moment. But as for Satan taking over Job's life, that was impossible. That was still God's child. God was still protecting Job. Let's take another verse here. If we go into Luke chapter number 22 and verse number 31, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift as wheat. And then in verse number 32, the Bible says, But I have prayed for thee, that thou faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brother. You see, when we when we have and when we when we have the when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior 
we are under the protection and the hinge of, of Christ himself. And he has that strength that t- allows us to be, to be bold and to be able to be uninfluenced or un, uh, uncontrolled by Satan himself. If we look in John chapter number 28, excuse me, John chapter 10, number, verse number 28, it says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither have any man pluck them out of my hand. Based upon that relationship and that acceptance of accepting Christ as your Savior, this is a promise from God's Word stating specifically that God, that Jesus will take care of you and will protect you and that your salvation can never be taken away. You see, if you're in God's hand, nothing can pluck you away. Satan himself cannot pluck you away. As God was protecting Job, says save, thy, save his life, meaning that, you know, Satan, you can have him and you can mess around with him, but you can't kill him. He's mine. He has that power. God had that. God has that power and that authority over Satan to say, "No, you cannot do this, Satan. This is my child." And God also has that that perfect salvation. I mean, that perfect sacrifice for sin, which is Jesus Christ. And it said there in verse number 28 of chapter 10 of, in John, it says, And I give unto them eternal life. That eternal life is through Jesus Christ. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Those are Jesus' words himself. We go into num- verse number 29 of chapter 10. It says, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. That, that our Heavenly Father has the authority over everyone. That He tells everybody, no, you cannot mess with this child. In fact, He also says, he also, we can also take this point that God will not give you anything more than you cannot handle. Meaning of a struggle or a, a tribulation or anything else. Just like our brother Job, God is in control. God will set the limits of what can happen. So can the devil mess with you? Yeah, he can tempt you. You know, he can tempt you, but he cannot have any control over you. God has complete control of you. Which brings me to my second point. How about the unbeliever? Well, as an unbeliever, the devil can have control over you. You can you can be in his grasps. As, uh, as an unbeliever to Satan himself. In fact, if you go to Proverbs, as it says on your screen right now, go to Proverbs chapter 2, Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 13 and 14. It says, He that covereth, covereth his sins shall not prosper, prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh thee Let's 
slight technical difficulties with the Bible verses. Yeah, let's start in Proverbs <laughs> chapter 2. Where was I, Andy? I, was I have in, no clue. Where were you? I was Proverbs you? chapter 28. Oh, so okay. if you ever get there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so chapter number, 20, chapter number 2, verse number 13, it says, Who, who lead the paths of uprighteousness to walk in the ways of darkness? And then verse number 14, it says, who, re, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the f- f- uh, forwardness of the wicked? That wasn't the verse I wanted either. Maybe I wrote the slide. I must have wrote the slide wrong. What did I have there on that computer? You have 28 verses 13 through 24. 28. Okay. Yes, yes. That's that's what what, I was looking at 28, and I wrote it wrong on the slide. Verse okay. number 14 and 15. 14 and 15. Okay. 14 and 15. So that's Proverbs chapter 28. Verses 14 and 15. Verses 14 and 15. Okay. All right, yeah. We're, we're organized. We got it. Hey, we're, we're locked and loaded. Yeah. Happy is the man that feareth the way, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief as a roaring lion and, and as a raging bear. So is a wicked ruler over the poor people. So let me, let me talk here. I was trying to address the, the sinner and the, the mindset of the sinner in dealing with Satan. So we talk here that bear the heart shall fall into mischief. So the unbeliever... The unbeliever has no guidance except for himself and for uh, Satan's path. There, there's not a, a Holy Spirit in that, that individual, and that's a whole nother lesson. But as a roaring lion and as a raging bear, that's the devil and that's Satan. So I wanted to bring in there that that's, as an unbeliever, that's what's leading you as a, a roaring lion. And now he, his ultimate goal is to destroy the unbeliever. So if you haven't accepted Christ today, I encourage you to accept Christ. It's a, it's a simple thing. It's just realizing that you're a sinner, realizing that Christ died on the cross as your sin, your past and present future sin, and he rose again on the third day. And that's just those simple things in getting with God and telling him those things through prayer because that's how we communicate up to God and uh, and make that decision today. And if you do make that decision, we would love to hear from you here at uh, Faith Baptist Church. And uh, if you have any questions about that, you can get a hold of us at our website, which we have at uh, Faith Baptist. ElPaso.org, or you can get a hold of us over here at our Facebook page, which is a group, uh, let's see, Group Faith El Paso. And then that's our website right there. And over here is our Faith Life community, which is at faithlife.com at forward slash Faith El Paso. Our Facebook and our website, FaithBaptistElPaso.org. Uh, and I also want to remind you about the Bible study 
that's going to be available to listen and download at our website. Um, and there's our logo for our church. I hope you enjoyed it and have a wonderful day.